So apparently, after our discussion yesterday, not everybody is constantly thinking about the Roman Empire. <laughs> but it is weird now that we, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. It's a fascination with men, I would believe, I would say under 40, right? It's a thing. But And I told you this past weekend, I said, that's because we are constantly inundated on social media with things relevant to that. The gladiator, macho type, you know, take it all, be the man. Which is kind of weird. Kill your opponents. <laughs> I mean, it's, thing. it's maybe not weird, but it, it <laughs> the, the, the conspiracy part of my brain is like, why? Well, isn't it? Well, I think, I think the reason is there's beyond just the social media being inundated with it. Uh, if you follow, you know, you know, I've always been a news hound. Right. My 30 years of broadcast yep. kind of just helped me. It was an outlet for me because I have been my whole life. But anyways, when I was in radio, I love the news. I just I do. And if you follow the news uh, recently uh, and over the past few years, there's been more and more legit news about it. Like these renovations that they've done in Italy now where they've pulled up like sidewalks in towns and homes and they've done excavating and stuff to kind of. uh build better foundations for mm -hmm. some of the homes, you know, because uh, parts of Europe are hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years old. Right. right? But at, as they've begun these excavations, they have uh, unearthed some incredible like marble flooring and stuff from that era. Right. Mm -hmm. And these keep, people keep mm -hmm. finding it much like if we were to tear up house, apart a house here and we would find a paper from the 1920s. Sure. But they're finding stuff from 900, 1,000, 11, 1,200 years ago. Wow. It's just that crazy. super cool. Right. So to think that somebody, you know, and every time I see this stuff and they, they post photos of it, I'm thinking there was a craftsman, right, mm -hmm. 1,000 years ago that did that. And today, here we sit and admire his work. That is pretty incredible. That, to me, is cool, mm -hmm. right? That's why I always have had a great respect for men who build things. Well, even thinking about the process of construction back then oh, the, with, the, with no technology right? and even like or, or, drafting the, the floor plan or the, did, did they have technology? Well, I mean, right. it, it, well, is what makes me wonder about all of this stuff is how, in regards to how they did it, the detail on some of this stuff and the precision is, I, I i it's incredible so if a guy got in on his hands and knees with a simple chisel and a hammer i don't know that you could construct something like that it makes you wonder it does and that all tends to lean towards how did we wind up with all this technology mm -hmm. right because we don't have anything in the early United States that resembles that. True. I mean, and that was only a couple of hundred years ago, right? That we were kind of building the foundations of this country. So it makes you wonder, what did they, I mean, what were did they, they have or what did they know? I did see a meme the other day of uh, uh, some tourists that were staring at the, the great pyramids, right? Uh -huh. And they were like, oh, yeah aliens for sure and then right below, below that was a picture a painting or a cartoon of these egyptian uh slaves that were like 
here, here we thought we'd be remembered for something that we did all of these thousands of years ago. And now they don't even believe that we and did it. The aliens are getting credit. Right, the aliens are getting credit. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be the thing? But that just, I mean, just, there's so much of this stuff surfacing at once. It has people wondering. Sure. I could see that. And it's just kind of, you know, I think out there. Well, and just the vast amount of information out there fuels right. the, the hunger for more information and understanding. And it's always like they, with today's news, it's like they need a, a bigger story. I mean, there's, you'd be surprised when I bring this up to other people, how many people don't know what happened in Libya over the past couple of weeks. Well, and why is it, why aren't they talking about it? And if you're not familiar with what happened, uh, they had some dams that broke that flooded villages little towns, I mean, and pushed them right into the sea. They have con they've confirmed over 4,000 people dead. And they, there are literally thousands, if not in excess of 10,000 missing. I thought I had seen it was close to 13,000. Well, they, they've just revised the United Nations, I believe has, has arrived there and they are, you know, kind of assessing the situation. And there could be as many as 20,000 people just van, I mean, not vanished, but washed out to sea. Right. I mean, I, I, w I was watching reporters from there uh, that had, I mean, guys that were accomplished that had been in the business 30, 40 years standing there in disbelief amongst these ruins saying, I've never, ever seen anything like this. It's like I'm, I've been transported to another planet or I'm standing on the set of a Hollywood movie. They're like, this is, I've never seen anything like this. And there, there are families over there that are hoping, and I listened to them talk to these people, that the ocean, well, I think it's the Mediterranean Sea, will, will, give, will wash these bodies back ashore because they want to bury their family members. And there's, I mean, you, when you have thousands of people that just vanish, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that, that would be heartbreaking. Well, it's horrible. And I, we didn't turn the news on this weekend, so I'm not sure, but feels like it's not making headlines. Well, like I saw it on the fourth page of the paper the other day. Yeah, it's, it's, it gets, if you turn on a major news network, you'll, it will get mentioned once in a while. But I feel for those people. I'm like, that's, I mean, that's, if that happened in the United States, it would be wall to wall coverage for months on end. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just all this strange stuff happening. And, you know, and with the, uh, this Wagner group, which is I'm not familiar with this. Well, the, that's the group that was assisting the Russians because they are pro Russia in the war in Ukraine and their leader who was leading the revolt on the way to Moscow that they, Oh, that his, yeah. his plane conveniently fell out of the sky sure. a couple of weeks ago here. And, but anyways, they're still in North Africa and Clarissa Ward, who is to me, one of the best international reporters on the planet has kind of gone behind the scenes over there to find out what's happening with these guys. And it turns out the, the Russians are over there. They're going to they're keep this militia in place in North Africa because of the mining of diamonds and all of this stuff that's going on, right? All the, the, the nasty stuff that you read about mm -hmm. and, you know, and all of the money that's at stake and they're basically mercenaries, those country, but <laughs> again, they tried to get France and the United States and, and, and others to help them. We turned them down. Of course, Russia steps in for obvious reasons. And it just gets all of this news. 
it leads me to believe that some of the conspiracy theorists might be right on some of this stuff because we are headed for a global conflict. I don't think that we've seen since World War II, which is terrifying, right? It is. I mean, that's the road we're headed down. Clarissa Ward is such a badass. If, if you want to know who she is, she is a reporter. She's works. I think, I don't know if she's employed by CNN, but she certainly freelances for them. And she is everywhere. She's been behind the scenes in Ukraine telling some of the heartbreaking stories of what those Russian soldiers did when they came to some of them villages early. She was in Kabul confronting the Taliban as it fell. And she was there in that city. Remember that? Talk, yeah. Talking to young women and girls and, and asking them what their plans were since their whole lives were about to be uprooted and what what it was going back to this brutal regime. She was there confronting these guys. And it was some of the most riveting reporting I've ever seen in my life. It was wild. She is like, appears to be fearless. Whenever anything super crazy pops up. Clarissa's there. She's there. And like the more dangerous the more likely you are to see her, it seems it's like. It's bonkers. She, and she took some time off. She recently had a child. And you know, I'm, I, I think about that. I'm like, what is that like to have a, a chi- an infant yeah. at home? And uh, mom's got to go do some like crazy yeah, dangerous work. with the mercenaries in North Africa. <laughs> this is weird. BRB. It's crazy. She, but she does bring the stories home. She's a fantastic she reporter. She does a great job. Fantastic reporter. So I've been inundated with the news. And it's just been... Uh, I like how you take the weekend off and then Mondays you're like, blah, this I is have, everything that's happening. I have to find out, you know, what's what's going on and what's happening. Locally, uh, there's not a lot. We're, it's like we've hit this, uh, this... This is like the end of all of the summer activities. Like this past weekend, we were out and about there and, and we ran into... We were out shoot, actually scouting some locations for some photo shoots that are for an upcoming project and we ran into some small town festivals that we didn't even know existed yeah like just the fall festivals people love those i think you can pick apples if you're not if they're not already picking it's probably like in the next week or so i think they are i've seen signs up there are some that are actually picking and you got to get in there which if you are not in the midwest that is like a a big doings where you go to the orchard and you get the bucket and then you pick your own apples. I think that happens around the country. Don't they? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's, I've only ever lived in the Midwest, but to me it feels very Midwest to go pick apples, (laughs) but you can pick apples. And, uh, I, I'm seeing the trucks kind of disappear. The sweet corn trucks and things like that are just slowly vanishing. We did make it to the farmer's market on Saturday. We did. Would you like to tell people what you picked up? I picked up some mushrooms. Oh, yeah, the mushroom. Well, I was like, I got bread and I got, um, there was a mushroom farmer from just south of town here. Good thunder, I believe. And she had gourmet mushrooms and we were there pretty late. And so she had like three or four kinds left. And I said, we're making steaks tonight. Which ones would you recommend? And she had recommended the blue oyster mushrooms and we sauteed them and then had steaks on charcoal. And they were insanely good the mushrooms whenever you buy things at at a farmer's market not always i have been have been (laughs) have you been duped i've been duped a few times but most of the time you could tell that she had a legit business and uh when you eat mushrooms that are that fresh and grown in whatever environment she used i always tell people this when you eat something and and you can 
kind of taste the earth that it was grown mm-hmm. in, or if it's if it's game animal protein, and you can taste like the the environment that they were in, you know you you're dealing with a quality farmer. And these mushrooms were to die for. I'm already excited to go back this Saturday. Well, we got to get more because we bought one basket and get more and like try a different kind and. Like if you have ever had morale mushrooms that people pick from like dead oak trees, elm trees, oak trees. It's around dead trees. Dead trees Mm. in the spring. Morel mushroom hunting here is a big thing. It's a big thing. And they're very good and they're rare because you have to go find them. Um, These were better. Oh, they were fantastic. They were amazing. I mean, you because if mushrooms, you either like them or you don't. Right. These, if you like the taste of mushrooms, had a very earthy, incredible flavor to them. And they didn't lose that flavor and they didn't need a lot of seasoning. No, I just did butter in a saute pan and they were rich and velvety and almost like, like a melted cheese texture almost. They were so good. I'm a big fan of mushrooms and I'm also fascinated by them. So you I are. Would, I, I bought would, you a book for your birthday. You did buy me a book for my birthday, and it's, um, it it talks about like the wide range that mushrooms have. Like they taste really good. Some of them taste really good. Some of them will kill you. Some of them will make you hallucinate. See God, like there's like all of these. It's a, wide, that's a lot of range for right. a you know right. a species, but. Anyway, I would actually like to have I would have like to have her as a guest. I think she'd be fascinating. She, to talk what, to. what was the name of the business? Um, you do have um, her card, correct? I do have her card, and I followed her on Instagram. It was like the the rowdy rooster, the rebel rebel rooster farms. I don't know, but I she believe. had it, she was locked on. She had it going on. Yep, rebel rooster farm. It was fantastic yeah, it was, because it, was it turns awesome. out she offers a lot of other things besides mushrooms. Yes. Right. All we tried was the mushrooms and they were to die for. So anyway, that was my farmer's market find. I don't remember where I was. I was actually going somewhere with talking about the farmer's market. But I can't remember where. We were, <laughs> well, we were going, well, the thing is this time of year in this part of the country, canning is a big thing. And I see all of these guys with these amazing pantries and it's becoming more popular and it gained popular popularity during the pandemic. Right. Which makes sense. Which makes more we perfect were afraid sense. That we wouldn't be able to leave our house or and, find groceries on the shelf. And now there's more and more of these people that are like, I don't want to seem like a prepper. But, but not a bad idea. Right, right. Honestly, if I had more time, sure. I could see getting into some of that more like homesteading kind of living. That's where well, you know what? We actually do have the the property to do that to have a garden if you wanted one yeah remember back in january when you I was were gonna do gonna that have a garden then i got realistic and, and didn't and you were like well that's a lot of time <laughs> i don't have yeah i don't have right i mean you have to i don't you have, have to care time, for things unfortunately speaking of fall harvest because in the state of minnesota cannabis was legalized august 1st uh there is a lot of people that got late plants in and uh, that harvest for the first legal cannabis crop in Minnesota is kind of in the flowering stage. I don't know a lot about this, but of course, Matt from the CBD centers and then Keith, who is the production manager out there, 
have been schooling me as they were, uh, they gifted me a, a, a plant. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. What do I do with it? He goes, I just want you to understand the science behind this and how amazing these things are. So I just want you to watch it grow. Right. They're fascinating. It plants. is if a cannabis plant. Even again, I understand that not everybody wants to smoke. I'm, I'm well, listen, I'm not a big pothead. I don't even drink, but I'm fascinated by this plant, which has had medicinal purposes. I mean, used it's been used for medicinal purposes for thousands of years. Right. Mm -hmm. And it has recently obviously began to sweep legalization anyways, has begun to sweep across the United States. I think Minnesota was the 23rd state. Right. And the dispensaries, because they rushed, in my opinion, they rushed this law and it's created some issues with what's legal and what's not. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't blame your local law enforcement officers because they were never given any clear guidance as to what the hell's going on. That sounds a little chaotic. It is. It yeah. is. Right. So they're just trying to do their job and keep everybody happy and safe is what they're doing. So if you're not familiar with the laws, familiarize yourself with them and then go about if you would like to own one and, and grow it or do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Because man, they're in a tough spot right now and it's, <laughs> and people are bickering and complaining and nobody knows what's going on. And we've got native American reservations in the state where they do have their dispensaries open. We have another one opening up here in about six weeks, which is going to be right outside the Minneapolis St. Paul Metro. That one will be busy. That, oh my God. Well, they'll be popping. You know, it, they were wondering about how busy these would be, and it's insanely busy. And that doesn't surprise me because there was a, a unspoken group, right? That just was, that's society in general. That's, uh, there, there's a lot of people out there that, that are cannabis users, especially a lot of the younger generation. Sure. I mean, they just are. What is your plan for your harvest? I don't like, know. Gonna, I don't know what I'm doing. You, you I, have, have, I have one plant. You I just have, have one, plant, one plant. But you have been the um, agriculture, the horticulturist of this plant. Yeah. But I, if I understand it correctly, you don't like harvest it and smoke it. No, like, there's I don't a process. know. Well, no, there's a yeah. process, right? I mean, there's other things you can do with it. I mean, you could make like butters and there's all kinds of weird stuff. You can make like ointments yeah, I don't know. and salve and. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm at the point. I actually got a book at the library um, this summer that was like the cannabis apothecary. Yeah. And it was recipes for how to make like healing products sure. with a cannabis plant. Right. It was super cool. It's It's interesting stuff. And still, it's weird because it has to get over this hump of like the stigma that's been attached to it oh, yeah. for so many years. And that, that's understandable. A lot of, I think a lot, especially a lot of the older generation just aren't familiar with what it's really all about, mm -hmm. right? And that again is creating an issue for some of these people that are gonna have to learn to adapt to it becoming part of our, our culture here in Minnesota mm -hmm. and the Midwest because we were the 23rd state, we will not be the last and eventually it's just, it'll be an, it'll be a federal law, just legalizing. I've right? heard that that's coming sooner than later. It probably will. On the federal level. It probably and will. And that you'll hear more and more of that as the election discussions start to get sure. fired up for 24. Well, it was, uh, it, it, during the midterms here uh, last year, it was, it was a big mm -hmm. thing. It was a big thing with young people. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think that that that's what's made people pay pay attention to it because they're becoming uh, a formidable voice when it comes to elections. Yeah, and they're not going to be young forever. No, and not only that, but they just every every election cycle. You know what I'm saying? There's more of them. There's more of them, and they just keep coming in. There's this younger generation. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think it's uh, I think the time was right. I know that there's a lot of people that disagree with that, but I just think it was, fine. it was eventually going to happen anyways. And, uh, you know, get in on them tax dollars because that is there's going lots of them to be gotten. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's so many things to discuss, which is why I'm working on a new venture. <laughs> right. I'm and, not laughing at your venture. I'm laughing because you keep teasing it. Well, and people you know, are like blowing me up. Like, what is well, he doing? I'm, I want to know. I'm, I'm like, it, you'll know when when the time uh, is right for you to know. It's a lot of work to do something like what I'm going to do. It, it just doesn't happen it overnight, is. right? And there's a lot of, you know, I hate to say this, but it's like with any business, there's a lot of people that need to get paid, yep. <laughs> right? To do the right thing, yep. to do it right. Absolutely. Right? So... And putting it all together and then make sure that your product is where it needs to be. And then you go. I'm so excited about this reference that I'm about to make. Uh Uh-oh. Rome wasn't built in a day. Oh! (laughs) There. A little Roman reference. There you go. You like that? There you go. I I, I do like that. (laughs) Do you like the fact, before we wrap today, that I haven't let the Vikings' god-awful start to the season wreck my life? I mean, I, yes, I feel like I would be a little worried if you had. Do you think four or five years ago, it would have been a little bit different? Probably. Part of me wonders, like, because your environment has changed, if you were at an office with 10 other dudes. Oh, I still like to talk sports. No, I know, but it's like, it's not so in your face. I don't know. Maybe you're just maturing. I well no I think it's again emotional scarring. You're just expecting it when it comes to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Everybody just that's just the way it is. By the way, they're not that bad. I know that there's a lot of people that are gonna go off the deep end whenever I say that. Minus a few mistakes that they made with the turnovers, they would be in I think undefeated with a two and zero versus zero and two. Just so, a little different. Just a little bit it's different. Just a slight just, change. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Who but do I, they play this weekend? But I can't. Uh, they have, I believe, oh, the the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Are they good? They are like where we're at. And they do have a very good young quarterback. And they've got some great young talent. And I think the fact that they're 0-2 and the Vikings are 0-2. Oh, so somebody's going to come out with their first they both W. Moment, no, because in the NFL, unfortunately, you can have a tie. Oh, and I don't like that. I hate that rule. I don't think they should have ever gone down, gone that route. But I think that there is because of the expectations of both teams. There's a lot riding on that game this Sunday. Nobody wants to go to zero and three. And if the Vikings do, I think their next game is against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> that is not good. Not By the good. way, before we wrap up, I did see uh, there was a ESPN had some video footage of like the uh, the the area, the power light district and stuff down in Kansas City. Because when we were there this past August, I said, because it's a blue collar town. Oh, yeah. Kansas City is a blue collar town and it is sports. They are chiefs crazy, right? 
Chiefs and Royals stadiums are right next to each other. Arrowhead and then the Royals ballpark is right there. But they are sports crazy, and they built, I think within the last, what, 10 or 15 years, they built this power and light district in the heart of Kansas City, and it revolves around that. It's a really cool venue. There's bars and restaurants surrounding a stage, giant screen viewing area. It's like three stories. Where you can go and it's covered like with an awning kind of. Like what they do with, with Fremont in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. And so um, it is, I can't even imagine how rowdy it gets. When the Chiefs play, because I asked the guy when I was went to get a lemonade and he was like, I said, what's it like when the Chiefs play here? He goes, it's insane. Yeah. And you could almost feel it, right? Because I love that. That's college football, the NFL. You were I'm like, we fan. should come back here during a Chiefs game. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> like, I don't think that's for I would, me. I would like to don a Patrick Mahomes jersey, put the hat on and just go and mingle and just be part of the environment for a weekend. Because it's one of those things, right? Where you just, you would get caught up in it. it, it it's, I mean, it reaches a fever pitch. Oh, I'm sure it's just crazy you could, so they showed footage was it nuts it was, yeah it's just bonkers and the bars and stuff down there and the, the preseason we were there during preseason and it was chiefs mania was already running right yeah i'm not exaggerating when i say probably about 50 percent of the people we saw wandering around were wearing some they sort of something. kansas city fan apparel yes. whether it be baseball or football but literally i've never seen people who love their city the way that people in Kansas City it's their did. Sports. They are. It is a sport. Well, it's the Chiefs have done that to them. Like you right? don't go to Minneapolis and see people. Not half like that. the people in Minneapolis shirts. <laughs> no. But they well, don't. we we don't exactly have anything to cheer for either right now. <laughs> That's fair. But if we had if we had a team like the Kansas City Chiefs and they were reeling off Super Bowls and there were more in the future, yeah, maybe there it would, would be create more, that kind of hype. More Vikings right. apparel. Again, it goes know. back to the emotional scarring that I talked about when we started. That's where I'm at. It's just kind of like this capitulation, middle of September, early October. We go through this every year. Do you want to talk about it? No, I don't. <laughs> This is a safe space. This is. This is. <laughs> if you need to get it off your chest or like get your feelings out, you can. All right. So I'm, I'm going to try to line up uh, to get maybe Keith or Matt back out here and have them examine my plant. Yes. And tell me where I'm at because it's doing some weird stuff and I don't know. <laughs> That's what they call flowering and stuff, right? It's getting, it's going through this transitional phase and it's almost like some kind of a ritual. Yes, I I it's like do what, feel like it's a like a spiritual process. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. All right, on that note, we'll leave it there. We'll see if we can find those guys and bring them in here this week. We will chat with you again tomorrow morning.